All right. Hello and welcome everybody to the Passion Podcast. This is episode number two, our first real episode. We have a couple of very special guests here today. We have Alex and John. How are we doing, guys? I'm doing great. Alex. I'm great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, today's episode, we're going to be touching, talking about teaching. And we have two very good friends of mine who are two of the most passionate people I've ever met, uh, two amazing teachers. Uh, and we're going to just have a chat about their jobs, what they do, um, and what they think about uh, the crazy word that is that is passion. So, um, Alex, I want to start with you. Um, and, and I'm going to ask both you guys this one. But just tell tell me what what do you do? What what age do you teach? What's kind of your job? Go ahead, floor is yours. All right. So currently, I am an ASU student teacher. Woo! Um, I am in the paid model for the Washington School District, and I am teaching kindergarten. Um, I absolutely love what I do. Was not planning on teaching um, at this school or even teaching kindergarten. This job just kind of fell in my lap and I took it and um, it's been just bliss ever since. I have literally the best, the best class um, a teacher could hope for, especially given all of the trials of this school year with online learning and then hybrid learning and then online learning again. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Cool. And John, what about you? Hi, I'm John. Um, I am a senior at ASU, and I am in my senior residency of the student teaching, but the unpaid model, Alex is in the paid, I'm in the unpaid. Her was a lot more extensive stuff all year long. Mine was not. I went from three days a week first semester to now five days a week. I am in a sixth grade middle school setting, which is kind of weird for me, but not weird for people out of state, because I guess middle school does include sixth grade and out of state but not in Arizona normally. Chandler's just trying out this new thing. Um, and it is, like Alex said, crazy because we have transitioned from online to in-person in a matter of, most recently, a two-day notice. Wow, wow, yeah. You never know, every day is different with, uh, with COVID and stuff, but uh, wow. Um, I'll start with Alex, because you might have a little more insight in, in this one. Talk to me a little bit about kind of your daily life in the job. What does the prep look like, the preparation you got to do outside the classroom? What do you do in the classroom? And just take me through a typical day of Alex Walsh. All right. So um, school starts at 730. So um, whether we're in person or online, students are expected, you know, to come in around that time. Um, online, we do our morning announcements and kind of like our morning check-in for 10 minutes, and then uh, jump right into reading, which is like my forte. That's what I've been teaching um, this whole semester. Um, and then it's just kind of like your basic school day. For online learning, um, it's mostly lecture, especially in the early childhood um, area. Um, but we have been doing interactive slides. So um, with Pear Deck and Google Slides, we have come up with ways for students to actually be engaged in the lesson and working um, on something that pertains to whatever we're teaching. Um, we have this phrase, it's called blue words. And really 
the blue words are just a link um, that we put in the chat and then they can click on that and go do whatever their little game assignment is. And um, so like every day I get asked, are we gonna have blue words today? And that's kind of like the big moment of the day. Um, not every subject has these blue words. So I try to like come up with fun ways for the kids to like stay engaged. And sometimes I'll even like have an idea for them to have blue words. And it's like a fun surprise. Um, there are a lot of technical issues that we have to go through, hoops we have to jump through. Um, that's just kind of like how it is. It's it's still education. It's still learning. Um, lessons are 30 minutes every day. And we are breaking our kids up into groups. So that's different. When we were in person, it was, you know, more traditional just with masks and social distancing. We had worksheets, we had songs, we had lunch, recess, all that stuff. So yeah, that's pretty much a day in the life. Awesome, awesome. Uh, John, I, I wanna ask you, to, and I'll start with you on, on this one. Um, what is it you love most about what you do? Uh, there clearly is a lot of things you like about it. Um, what is the thing you would say though is the most uh, to, to you that you love about it? I think what I love most about teaching is it's hard because I, you know me before, Alex, I don't, you probably didn't know this, but before I was an accounting major, my entire life, I grew up saying I was going to become an accounting major. I Why? forget I forget that sometimes. You're the farthest thing. You're the <laughs> farthest thing for an accounting. Uh, my dad had a friend um, in accounting and I saw his house, big house. I was like, I'm going to do what you do. So I went into accounting, did it for two years, and I hated my life every single day. I eventually, I figured out I needed to do something else. And I've always been interested in teaching. I always kind of liked it, but I was like, the money, I don't know. But then I realized after those two years of accounting, hey, I'm going to do something I love. I went into teaching. And doing something I didn't love showed me how much love I have for something like teaching. And then going into the classroom and actually being able to like intern just once a week because that's what ASU starts you off really it was the best experience of my life those kids are hilarious at that okay I love middle school and I want to teach middle school at that age they know sarcasm they know what that is and I'm a very sarcastic person so it works really well today I tell dad jokes like today I was by myself I told dad jokes all day long they don't want to laugh but they laugh like I I, I can it's a great age group for my goofiness and what I'm passionate about. I did teach like at a third grade level once and they're funny. They're adorable kids, but it's just like, I, I talk so much and something just flies over their head. And I'm just like, Oh, I got to repeat that. I forget. <laughs> so I figured out from once I stepped into the classroom and actually got a chance with those kids at that age, I figured out this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I'm extremely passionate about it because our, it's gonna sound terrible. Our energies are are matched, and they're <laughs> junior high kids. <laughs> I'm so glad. I I could not agree more. I could not agree more. You're you're in the perfect place. Uh, I think you and I both have that same experience. I I always forget the two of us met 
in a freshman year accounting class. And to look at kind of where we're at now, just it, it kind of blows my mind. I think both of us had that same story and that we both did accounting. We both hated it. And then we both kind of figured out what we liked in life. And we liked it that much more because we went through the torture that was. Now, if you're listening to this and you like accounting, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that's that wasn't our thing. And that's no, I'm going to tell you there is something wrong with that. You need to reevaluate <laughs> your life. I'm just I might, have to, I might have to cut the when I we'll have an accounting episode here soon. And uh, we'll, we'll discuss why he's very wrong on that. Uh, Alex. I like I like John's answer so much. I got to ask you the same thing. What to you is the best part uh, about what you do? Oh, okay. So like John, that's a really difficult question to answer. Um, and also like John, I kind of fell into teaching by chance. It was just kind of something that I never really thought would be where I ended up. And I'm just so glad that this is where I'm at. It's like, it's the perfect fit for me. Um, I was. I was an English major. <laughs> I was going to just, I don't know. There's really no career that you can do with English except for like teaching English. <laughs> so I guess it was kind of always meant to be. Um, my first experience with teaching was my high school. I went to Centennial High School and they had a COOP program, which is an on-campus preschool. And what I did there is essentially student teaching where um, I was in the classroom. I was creating the lessons, facilitating the lessons. It was a group teaching model. So I had three co-teachers and then my supervisor just kind of let us be. And I was so nervous. I was just doing it to kind of like, I was a senior in high school, just doing it to see like, is teaching even an option? Day one, I fell in love with all of the kids. Like they just their personalities, I think, and seeing that 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 spark um, in them is is my favorite part. Not only that, but like the way that they influence me. Um, I um, <laughs> I was a very shy person. I was never the kind of person who would like want to be up in front of people speaking. That was not my jam. Um, but it's very humbling when you are a farm animal on all fours surrounded by 20 other little people who think that you're awesome. And so they kind of like, we, we bounce off each other. And I think that's, that's my favorite part. We can learn from each other. Those were some really good answers guys. Wow. Um, this one's going to be harder. And I want to ask this question because I want people to understand that even if you have found as you two clearly have, the thing for you. It's not always uh, perfect. And so I want to ask you, what is something about what you do? And Alex already looks nervous with this. What is something about what you do that you just don't like? What's what if you had to pick one thing about what you do, something you just dread about it? Come on, we have to be raw and authentic here. Uh, Alex, I'm going to let you go first. Um, what is something you just you would rather not do? Uh, that's kind of part of what you do. All right. So, um, John, you can probably relate to this. The first thing that happens when you tell someone you're a teacher is um, normally they look at you and they're like, oh, like, oh, good for you. It takes a special kind of person to be a teacher or they'll just flat out be like, I could never do that. Why do you do that? And it's because our, our education system is um, it's imperfect. Uh, it still has a lot of 
things that that can be approved upon. And um, it, I think that's really the main thing that um, teachers don't like. They don't like having to deal with like the business end of things. And it doesn't pay very well. So like there are things like that, but I'm not in it for the money. I'm not in it for anything other than the kids. And um, yeah, I think the worst part is the the sense of, of wanting to do such huge things and having those limitations in education because of the legality and and the certain stigma around changing certain things that have been tradition in education for so long. I think that's probably the most frustrating part. Um, and it can be disheartening for a lot of young teachers who want to go in and like dive in headfirst and change it. And it's, it's a progressional thing. I think that's really the big part. Good stuff. John, I'm going to ask you the same thing. Least favorite part about what you do. Yeah, I was thinking about it like right now while she was going, so I'm really glad Alex went first. I saw I saw the I gears turning. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to give you a save there. I saw the gears turning. <laughs> I could have gone the easy route, but like money, I hate the money. But no, honestly, the money is not that big of a bother to me in the future because I know I'm gonna meet someone and we're gonna make our money combined. But anyway, <laughs> um, I think the most frustrating thing for me is that this year I've really learned it. Um, the parents are not in the room with us, right? So last semester, I didn't have much interaction with parents, but this semester I really have. I've had a lot of phone calls and everything like that already because of online learning. We had to call them to get them on. Like, hey, make sure your kid's on today and all this stuff. And okay, I don't know. I don't know if I was just naive when I was a kid, but I know my mom ever got a call. She was like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'll get my kid on. And like my friends, if we were like, oh, we don't want our parents finding out, blah, 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 whatever. Like, because our parents would get mad, listen to the teacher 100%. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm in a different kind of district now where things are just different, but like these parents sometimes really think like like their child's an angel in a sense when like their child can be like throwing hands at us almost. And it's just like, it's just, they don't have the perspective that we, I don't know, they don't see what we see in the classroom. And it's really hard to maintain a classroom with one kid that's like acting out extremely and you can't do anything about them because you are one teacher and you don't have the resources to like, have that kid sent somewhere else you need to just try to calm him down in a sense and it's hard when you don't have the parent support there you go I think when we don't have the parent support it is extremely difficult doing our job I think so that's good that was good I I really thought you were just going to say money I really <laughs> did so thank you I, I appreciate that because I think everyone's aware of that that stigma um, but you guys brought up some points that I think are not always evident. Um, and I think that's, that is important with, uh, with any job that you look at and with any career, you know, it's never going to be perfect. And just because you, uh, have bad days or there are negative aspects to it, to it doesn't mean that it is uh, the thing for you. So, um, we're going to shift it up a little bit, um, from talking about what you guys do to kind of just the idea of, uh, of passion. Cause this is something I want to ask, anyone who comes here, um, because I, I, you know, we're, we're talking to people who have found something that really makes them passionate that they like to talk about, um, to you guys. And, and I'll start with, with you, Alex, what, now that you have some experience, now that you've clearly found something that you're doing every single day that you are, are passionate about, what is passion? 
if you could describe it in a couple sentences, what what is passion to you? Um. Oh, oh wow. Okay. <laughs> passion, I think, is contentment. Passion is excitement. It's knowing that whatever seems daunting, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm using like all of these cliches because that's, I mean, passion to me is almost like a cliche. Like that's what people dream of. It's what they, they hope for. And literally that's, that's what it is. Passion is your dreams. It is any possibility that you could, could imagine coming true. And it's so fruitful and it's empowering in a way it's empowering. I don't know. There's so many different (laughs) ways I can describe it. It's just, it's an embodiment of all things wonderful, all things positive, I think. All right, John, good luck topping that one. (laughs) I, (laughs) come on, man. Hey, I gave Um, you time. Yeah, no. she, she had to answer that thing right away <laughs> okay see let's see how this is i think passion is doing something over and over and over again um willing to do something over and over again with a smile on your face and looking forward to it at the end of the day no matter it being a good day or a bad day you want to go back into doing that what you are passionate about that's what i think passion is Beautiful. It's fantastic. All right, guys. Uh, I got one more question for both of you. Um, John, I've, I've been picking on Alex all day, so I'm going to have you start. But for people who are looking to, to go down the route of teaching, what is one or two pieces of advice? What is a couple things, you, you know, if, if someone's listening to this right now, they're thinking, huh, maybe I, maybe I want to teach. What are a couple pieces of advice you have for them? Okay, so I was actually a mentor in the teacher's college last year, so this is great. So this is one thing I would always tell them. This is one thing I would always tell them in the first year, uh, because that's who we mentor, right? Um, Just get ready to know that teaching is not what you study in books and what you talk about in classes. We can be very situational in the class, like if this student does this, how do we react to this? And it's not always so black and white like that. in the classroom setting, it's going to be sometimes a lot worse, but it's always going to be so much better. And you're going to have these experiences that you can't really plan for. And I think that's what I look forward to every single day as a teacher, because some days we're going to try to teach a math lesson and one kid's really, really going to want to tell me about what happened in this weekend. And I'm going to let that happen because it's funny. It's great. It lightens up the mood in the entire class. Okay. So just be ready that you can't completely, a teacher cannot teach you where you're going to learn in class as a teacher. Bam. <laughs> Mic drop. All right, Alex, finish this off. A couple pieces, one or two pieces of advice. What do you got? All right. My first piece of advice, a piece of advice would be to do it. Um, so many times when I was considering education, I heard from teachers, don't run it's not worth it. Just go. Um, and I have to say that's the worst thing that you can tell someone who has that passion, just do it, try it, give it a go. And I promise you it's so worth it. Um, like John said, 
you can, <laughs> there's only so much that you can learn in college about what being a teacher is. And it's not until you have that experience that you really even have an understanding. And even as you go, you, you won't have a true understanding. Even the most seasoned teachers are still learning. Um, and I'm, I'm a duo cert, so I'm majoring in special education as well as general education. And I feel like um, having a background in that special education is another piece of advice that I would say to anyone considering education, um, any field, whether you're going to be a specials teacher or a chemistry teacher, or you want to do special ed, having that background is so important. And then um, I will leave you with knowing your students. Uh, like John said, sometimes you have a math lesson ready and prepped, but a student needs uh, their voice to be heard more. And you never really know what's going on in their lives. So sometimes it may seem disruptive. It may seem like, you know, they're trying to distract you. And that could be the case, but also you don't really know um, why they really need to, to tell you about their weekend or to tell you about a bird that they saw two days ago, you know? So just that relationship with your students, hone that and, and have that be the most important thing in your classroom. Awesome. Awesome. You guys are studs. Well, I, uh, I appreciate both of you. Um, thank you guys so, so much for coming on. Um, and, and we discussed this before, but, but for anybody listening, um, you know, the, the point of this is, First off, it's it's always a lot of fun, at least for me, to to hear people talk. And we were talking about this before we started, Alex. Just to hear people talk about what they're passionate about, um, you know. And and you mentioned about, you know, I could talk, I could never stop talking about this stuff. That's the point, <laughs> you know. I, I we I want to give a floor to you guys to be able to do that, to just continuously talk about stuff you're passionate about, because it's exciting to hear people talk about that. Um, but what's also important is is for people, um, especially young people, to to get the chance to hear from people who are in positions that they might be in in a couple of years and, and to start to think about their future and what they want to do. Um, and, and Alex, you used a word that I'm going to use here. It's spark. Um, I think the goal of this and the goal of the future of this is to hopefully for certain people, you get a spark when you watch one of these. You might hear something. You might listen to the way, you know, Alex or John talked about something so eloquently and you said, you know, maybe, maybe I could do that. Maybe I could see myself doing that. Um, this is the beginning of that. And, and both of these, uh, beautiful people, uh, have so graciously offered to, to allow them to be, um, people of contacts and people of resources, uh, moving forward. So what we will end up doing, um, is, is have their information, uh, whether it be in a link, whatever it is somewhere accessible to you as part of this episode. Um, so if you have an interest in this, if you heard something, you just want to talk more about it, you want to hear them talk more about it. Um, this, this really is just the tip of the iceberg. I promise you from talking to these two for hours, <laughs> I know this is just the tip of the iceberg of the things they know when it comes to this stuff. So, um, so do it. Um, that's, that's what we're here for, but, um, thank you both, uh, so, so much for coming on. Uh, I appreciate both you and, and the amazing things that you are doing. Um, and thank you all for listening to our second episode of the show and stay tuned, uh, for more to come. Thank you.